wanted to take a minute to talk about some of the incredible products Brookline Teen Outreach has to offer on our new Etsy storefront. All of our designs for shirts, sweatshirts, bags, hoodies, and stickers are all centered around mental health inspiration, as well as our Pittsburgh pride. To top it off, all designs are created by the teens that attend our program so that not only would you be supporting our nonprofit when you purchase something from our store, but you would also be supporting their incredible art and designs. All revenue goes right back into our programming, giving us the availability to continue funding our teen center. Find our store on Etsy under PGH Teen Collaborative. That's PGH Teen Collaborative. Thanks for shopping. Hi, I'm your host, Nick. And I'm your host, Kiara. And we're professional counselors, as well as lead program facilitators for Brookline Teen Outreach. And you're listening to our podcast, Lunchtime Chats with BTO. How's it going, BTO people? Hey, BTO-ers? Mm. No. We're, no. Still, we're trying to work on, like... Yeah. What would the, the listeners or the audience be called? Yeah. Like every, every podcast has like a, a nickname yeah. <laughs> for their audience members. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to several podcasts and uh, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Morbid. You know, it's a, it's a true crime podcast. Of course it is. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they're calling their, their audience uh, weirdos because we... You know, we are all a little bit oh weird, right? But, um, I don't know. Because you listen to podcasts about death and destruction relationships mm-hmm. and any type of relationships. Uh, it takes some work to develop these things, right? Sure, yep. What do you think the purpose is of having like a, a good workplace relationship? Mm. Well, I mean, I think something that I talk about with clients a lot when we're thinking about Mm. choosing career or choosing a workplace or applying for jobs and even something that I think about for myself too is we spend a significant amount of time at work you know so I think on average 60 we spend 60 percent of our lives at work at least mostly for as adults Americans Mm -hmm. too yes like we also have to think about this in a yeah a capitalistic uh, right right so here in um in our experience generally on average we spend about 60 percent of our time of in in adulthood at work so it makes sense to me why it would be a really important piece for everybody to feel comfortable in their workplace to feel like they have support to have allies to mm-hmm. to to be able to build good workplace relationships because we're spending a significant amount of time with these people yeah. especially if you work in a traditional setting where you go into the office you know right. you go into a space to to do your work um, even working from home I still think that it's an it's important to have mm. have good connections connections right because it's even more important, honestly, because the the ability to isolate working from home is so much greater. So easy, yeah. But I think it it makes it so much more comfortable and yeah. exciting and you know enjoyable mm-hmm. to do the work that we do and to spend the time in the space where we work if we actually like the people that we're hanging out with and we're talking to and we're working with. Yeah. You know, and it, it also makes the work that we do easier because we feel like we are supported and we can collaborate mm-hmm. and really communicate with the people around us if we have those relationships. Yeah, and it's also like with that example too, uh, if you feel more connected, if mm-hmm. you feel like you have like better connections with people, mm-hmm. uh, you feel more comfortable voicing opinions, mm-hmm. brainstorming, right? Mm-hmm. It's also like from a, 
um, performance mm-hmm. perspective. Sure. Is that like you're doing better, mm-hmm. you feel more valuable, mm-hmm. you have like better, you know, uh, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. at work. So there's a lot of like positive yeah. um, aspects of having yeah. like good relationships at work. Yeah. And like you said, you know, we spend a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. So it it has to have like some element of mm-hmm. like fun. Yeah. Or like enjoyment. Yeah. So those connections really bring a lot to the table when you're working. Mm-hmm. And I like that you uh, commented on like working from home mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people had a lot of trouble mm-hmm. whenever it was like in the pandemic. Yeah. And we were having a lot of trouble just mm-hmm. being connected to our mm-hmm. coworkers mm-hmm. and finding like enjoyment mm-hmm. and like seeing mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. because a lot of people didn't turn on cameras. Yep. Didn't didn't communicate mm-hmm. or have anything to say yeah. because it was easier not to. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm wondering, you know, how that's changed mm-hmm. over these couple of years. Yeah. I feel like the pandemic definitely shifted a lot of the way that we look at connection because it took away the ability to really have the connection and that that we were so used to having all of the yeah. time you know um and because we were in a space where it was really hard to get by it was really hard to just keep working every day like nothing was happening in the background yeah. right like there wasn't some national news going on, or, you know, day. yeah, where we were hearing more horrible news day after day. Sure. Um, and then not even to like mention the, you know, uh, racial injustice and right. like that as well. <laughs> right. Same time span. Yeah, exactly. It, it was a really, really, I typically use this word in a, in a more positive sense, but it was a very transformative transformative yeah Yeah. transformative time in our culture and in our country and like around the world right it was a global pandemic but i think that it really affected our ability to stay connected because it just there was so much happening around us that it probably felt so much safer to just isolate and shut Mm -hmm. down you know and i know that a lot of kids who are in school were really really struggling with that um, I know I was struggling with that. I was working from home, and uh, I was uh, in grad school. Yeah, we were in school. Yeah, on online. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to stay motivated, to stay connected, to not just want to, like, disengage. To care. Yeah. Right? To yeah. have, like, any type of, like, interaction mm-hmm. felt like work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a big deal to, yeah. you know, get online or, like, have, like, a little get-together through yeah. Zoom. It was, like fatigue mm-hmm. you know? and I think that'll you know you talked a lot about kids um, we see a lot of that mm-hmm. here still yeah and we see a lot of kids that haven't reintegrated mm-hmm. into this going to school mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. and to sit in classrooms and to mm-hmm. have those type of relationships with yeah. their peers yeah right this is how we learn to have mm-hmm. workplace relationships mm-hmm. is to like yeah kind of coexist mm-hmm. with other students mm-hmm. even if like we don't get along typically yeah. and to learn how to collaborate yeah and then in the pandemic that kind of went out the window mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there was no collaboration mm-hmm. if you had a problem with somebody it didn't really matter mm-hmm. you just saw each other on a screen mm-hmm. and then you could go away yeah <laughs> so yeah. you know these a lot of like societal aspects mm-hmm kind of got lost mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. and I'm wondering you know like mm-hmm. how do you feel that kids or adults mm-hmm. cope with a lot of this like reintegration in the workplace or yeah. in the school place yeah I mean with with kids in particular I think that we've been seeing I don't know just in our experience a slight positive trend upwards mm-hmm. of being able to um positively integrate back into that space that into that shared space however that certainly doesn't come with all of the issues right I think in again in in our experience working here with our teens we've seen a lot of violence we've seen a lot of increased like crisis intervention needed on our part because 
the regulation skills that they should have learned during that time weren't formed, no. right? The, the problem-solving skills that they should have learned during that time, no, no matter what uh, development or what, what stage, stage that they're, they're in, in, they didn't get that, yeah. you know? Uh, being with peers at, for children is such an important part of their mm -hmm. development, and for that to be taken away and put, you know, given screens to try to fill that is really detrimental to yeah. them and them being able to figure out how to socialize and how to how to read people's cues, you know, how to mm -hmm. how to regulate themselves, um, how to be able to figure out who's trustworthy, including adults, you yeah. know. Um, so I, I think that we've we've been seeing like I said more recently maybe a more positive trend upward but at the beginning oh, yeah. and even over the past couple of years right that's it's it's been pretty difficult for them mm -hmm. and and I think that it's just as difficult for adults too you know maybe we're not really seeing the same level of violence maybe we are I don't know what the statistics for that specifically sure. looks like but um I think we're still seeing a lot we're seeing especially a lot of millennials a lot of old like younger or I guess older gen z people mm -hmm. having issues with depression having yeah. issues with social skills having issues with anxiety like yeah. the increase for the need of mental health services skyrocketed for kids and adults mm -hmm. and I think that that is I mean it's directly related to not having that socialization, socialization and not having that connection. Right. Um, I think it just show, might show up a little bit differently, but For millennials, everyone, yeah. mm -hmm. I think like working millennials have really had a difficult time in this, in, in these past several years with the pandemic and yeah. struggling with mental health. Well, if you think about it, you know, truly, if, if you're a kid, if you're an adult, mm -hmm. if you're looking on the screen, you know, the screen in, when you can actually see somebody, mm -hmm. it also mutes your expression. Yeah. Okay. So the camera be in mm -hmm. real life. Mm -hmm. There's like a flattening. Yeah. In the internet, right? Yeah. So that's just like, from a <laughs> like yeah. internet-wise perspective, it's mm -hmm. very much like, um, it is not picking up the mm -hmm. things that you are, you would receive mm -hmm. in real life. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking a lot about this like socialization aspect. Mm -hmm. And that happens in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Like, ninety percent of our language mm -hmm. is through body language. Mm -hmm. And if you're not growing up, mm -hmm. seeing that mm -hmm. in others, yeah. If it's just your family, you only yeah. know your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, when it gets to like other people, strangers mm -hmm. in the world, you're inept. Yeah. At some point, when you're only seeing body language from the chest up, that is. The, you're missing so much information. Not even half, probably more than half. Yeah. You have like, yeah. Yeah. So it, you're you're absolutely right. That's like, it it mutes that ability to really genuinely connect, and we're like I said, we're just missing so much information mm -hmm. that we would be able to gather if we were sitting in a conference room together instead, you know. Um, yeah. I also think, you know, that, like you said, that's a, a really important time in development for kids. And if they're learning how to read body language through a screen instead, that's going to be detrimental to their ability to do that in real, in real life. Real time. Yeah. Yeah. Face to face with other people around them. So that is going to impact their ability to communicate to read other people's social cues to read other people's facial expressions to know when they should be in fight or flight mode sure. to know when they should be you know laughing at a joke right that they, they don't know don't have it and do not have it mm -mm. Mm -mm. so that's going to be a couple years down mm -hmm. the line right is whenever we start seeing some of these kids that have been like really affected by mm -hmm. the pandemic and what that looked like mm -hmm. and what's that what is that going to look like in society what's mm -hmm. that going to look like in the workplace yeah what's that going to look like for families yeah you know there's going to be a lot of factors in that 
Mm-hmm. So just to like move this along mm-hmm. a little bit more on our topic, you know, to segue into what is this new relationship mm-hmm. going to look like? Or what mm-hmm. is this like new workplace or, you know, classroom mm-hmm. type of relationship going to look like? Mm-hmm. What's a good one? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we define that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, a really important piece for both of these types of relationships like specifically for adults like in a workplace scenario um communication is something that absolutely needs to be there yeah you know right. uh, on both ends whether that's like from a leadership p- standpoint from manage managerial standpoint um to from you know colleague to colleague mm-hmm. uh direct communication assertive communication is something that's really important in order to build trust in order to like you know build respect in order to be able to like collaborate with each other you know what i mean so that was important what you said about like this like assertive Mm -hmm. like our assertiveness Mm -hmm. and i think that people sometimes confuse a lot of like being assertive is kind of being rude Mm -hmm. or being direct is like mean, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that in a lot of these environments, Mm -hmm. um, that gets lost Mm -hmm. sometimes and that not being direct Mm -hmm. doesn't create the trust. Yeah. If you can be direct with people, if you can be direct in a workplace, you have like that trust that that person is not Mm going to be, mad at you yeah. or angry at you yeah, because they're telling you something that they need or mm-hmm. they want you to do mm-hmm. or you need from them mm-hmm. you know it creates like almost something that's just like a machine mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. creates something that just knows each mm-hmm. other very well yeah yeah and I think that that has a lot to do with like that mutual respect that you're talking mm-hmm. about is that like teacher to student mm-hmm. or student to teacher mm-hmm. or boss manager supervisor supervisor, whatever yeah yeah person of authority yeah right that can also be on the same level as Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and i think that's where a lot of things get lost sometimes Mm -hmm. is that that yes you are working with somebody that is like an authoritative person Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're like better than you mm-hmm. or like stronger mm-hmm. you know it's it's how that workplace is supposed to be yeah. set up yeah yeah i think that it's important to have that sort of structure and having leadership that is able to call those kinds of environments where everybody feels comfortable sharing their experience and feels comfortable with being direct uh, without receiving repercussions for that mm-hmm. is so important because it, just like in a classroom with teacher to students it's the same with any any workplace scenario all of the structure comes from the leadership above yeah. right it always comes from the authority and so there's nothing that you can do as the student or nothing that you can do as the employee mm-hmm. if that's like to protect yourself or to like set boundaries or to you know to do those sorts of things that are healthy for you in a, in a relationship in any yeah. sort of relationship if they're not setting the example and modeling that for you right if like the cultural norm mm-hmm. is just to be like really aggressive mm-hmm. which i think is what people get the mm-hmm. assertive aggressive like yeah. confusion yeah. right is that like assertive is just mm-hmm. speaking so directly and mm-hmm. like being honest and truthful right? yeah the aggressive is like yes i'm being honest and truthful mm-hmm. but with the added fact of being like really mean yeah brutal like, for what yeah putting down yeah. or like things like that i think that like from like my background from like my perspective i've worked in a lot of places mm-hmm. um i worked in like many restaurants mm-hmm. okay and i get this experience of mm-hmm. like I'm afraid to go to work. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to mm-hmm. be there and like I have to survive yeah. in this workplace. Yeah. And that like the structure, the modeling is yeah. set up that is like you don't get things done unless you're yelling. Yeah. Or you're like just being so mean. Yeah. Like things don't get done. Yeah. Okay. And that's like a lot of restaurants mm-hmm. and a lot of other places, mm-hmm. right? It's not just like 
encapsulated yeah. in this uh, restaurant aspect. Yeah. Um, and it it is really impactful mm-hmm. <laughs> on people's well-being. Yeah. And and to kind of give a in in my example yeah. the the flip side of it. Yeah. Um, I've worked I've worked in several places. Uh, I've worked in food before, but um, the one I'm thinking of is I I used to work at um, a preschool. I used to work mm. at a daycare, right? And most of the people that I work with, I worked with were women, including two of my supervisors. My over, like the, the person who owned the space was a male, um, but two of my direct supervisors were um, were women. And the, the passive aggression vibes yeah. that oh were emulating throughout the entire building throughout the entire staff like even with like other co-workers with each other Mm -hmm. was so strong and it was there because of where it started sure right and anytime i brought up any issues with my like with the owner of the space it was taken uh taken to a space where like he believed me in what I was saying or he made me feel like he believed me, but nothing would ever get done mm-hmm. because that was something that would then be turned over to the other, my other two supervisors that were, that were below him. Mm. And they didn't necessarily take me as seriously as maybe he would, but I would go to him because I knew that they wouldn't believe me. I knew that they wouldn't do anything about it or they would say something to appease me or, you know, wouldn't even say hello to me when I walked into the building for yeah. my shift, right? Mm-hmm. Like the passive aggression was so strong and it made it so uncomfortable yeah. to be there because I felt so like I was doing something wrong all, all the, the time. time because nothing was ever directly communicated to me about anything ever. Even like good things are yeah. not communicated not even, not really not really not communicated to you not really no. <laughs> nothing was really communicated nothing. well no so there's and, no like there's no formula or no, there's no um you never know when you're doing something right right and you so never know when you're doing something wrong either let's go let's go backwards here for a sec okay yeah. because yeah we, we t- yeah uh-huh. i knew you know where uh-huh. i was going Okay, so we talked a lot about in some previous episodes about attachment mm-hmm. and what that looks like, right? And what you're describing is mm-hmm. a very disorganized experience mm-hmm. coming from somebody mm-hmm. that has a very anxious mm-hmm. uh, attachment style. Yeah. It's like looking for some validation, looking for yeah. some stuff. Like yeah. I, need I need something to something hold on to. Yeah. Because I'm losing my mind here. Yeah. Okay? So then if you look about it from like my perspective, yeah. like being in a very like angry or like mm-hmm. authoritarian mm-hmm. kind of like attachment style yeah and i'm like more of like a secure like uh-huh. probably anxious too yeah of just being like help like yeah. i don't know like sure yeah i don't like you yelling at me but yeah. you know i also need money yeah so there's like this experience of you know what did you grow up with mm-hmm. what is this modeling behavior mm-hmm. right what environment are you going in to mm-hmm. bringing your stuff uh-huh <laughs> and how is it impacting you <laughs> how is it impacting the space uh-huh. yourself yeah your mental well-being yeah your co-workers yep. mental well-being yeah right i think that we have this conversation a lot between the two of us uh-huh. it's very much like i feel something yeah in the workplace mm-hmm. i don't know what it is mm-hmm. but i feel like it's about me yeah <laughs> you know? yeah i feel like i'm bringing a lot here yeah and i it might be wrong yeah and I and i need to talk about it yeah right I need to say something yeah and i think that that's where we've been in the past because we're able to actually say that mm-hmm. in a way where it's not you being yelled at when you say something like yeah. that, when you're giving that kind of critical feedback or when you're saying like, I'm feeling this way or I'm feeling like something's going on and I need to talk about it. Instead, we can just actually hear you yeah. and then work together to figure out what to do with that, right? Or to problem solve or to to like collaborate, to like yeah. figure out how to fix the issue for you or for the team, whatever it is. And that's... I know for me, 
that's been really, really transformational Mm -hmm. where I can work somewhere where I can literally ask for help and know that I'll get it. And that's never been a thing for me before. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's always, it's almost like weird Mm -hmm. whenever you get to the place that you're like being supported and Mm -hmm. like somehow like your opinions kind of, you know, they do matter Mm -hmm. and that you've built this relationship in a workplace Mm -hmm. that you've never experienced before. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's, (laughs) it takes a lot of work, I think, to try to undo some of that. Oh my God trauma that's been dumped onto us in terms of what it means to be in a workplace and I know for me I have to do a lot of that even still where I'm like okay like I know that these are things that I have to talk about like these are things that I can bring up like if I'm having a concern I know that this is something that I can I can do something about this this. and and it's not going to be taken the same way that it has been before yeah you know i have to like hype myself up for it a little bit still or i have mm-hmm. to talk myself out of out of this thought of i'm not going to receive the same reaction that my nervous system is ex- is expecting me to receive yeah. Yeah. i have to like talk myself down and ground myself sometimes even though i know that this is a safe place it's my stuff i'm bringing into it and I have to say, like, okay, like this is my stuff. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta chill out for a little bit, yeah. because I, I need to talk about it. And it takes a lot of work to build a, a workplace that I think has a lot of these yeah. healthy components. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's not worth it, sure. you know. And it takes a lot of work on everybody's part to like maintain it. I think. Yeah. But I think also on the flip side of that is mm-hmm. knowing when yeah. the energy is deserved. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like, is this job mm-hmm. going to be a part of my life mm-hmm. or is it just a job? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or is this my occupation mm-hmm. or like some people call career, right? So like those two words have like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, value in them yeah it's like occupation is like this is what i want to do forever because it's cool and i love it yeah right if it's just your job Mm -hmm. (laughs) take it easy (laughs) sure you know like it's it's all good yeah like there's there's other ones out there yeah and if this one is not the right fit for you Mm -hmm. maybe that's always okay maybe it just isn't yeah it's cool so it's always comes down to like what relationships are important mm-hmm. and which ones are worth it yeah you know which ones are worth putting the energy in mm. and like having something that is reciprocal yeah right or which one is like just a maintenancey kind of thing so you mean like how can we discern between yep. what's a workplace that's worth my effort and energy yeah. to stay in or versus the people in it yeah right? like there's always a, a few co-workers mm-hmm. that you might not get along with mm-hmm. that you might have like different objectives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know or you don't see the same vision mm-hmm. you know those people aren't less valuable mm-hmm. or they like don't deserve their thing mm-hmm. or their time but they also don't have to impact yours right <laughs> right so like who's worth it Right. How do you discern that? Yeah. So how do you discern between the relationships that are, are worth maintaining and keeping because they, they help you grow, they challenge you, versus the ones that maybe are something that could hold you back mm-hmm. or maybe hurt you in some way, shape, or form? Yeah. 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 So I think you really have to take into account, right? is first acknowledge mm-hmm. what the workplace environment is like, mm-hmm. right? Do you feel safe? Mm-hmm. Do you feel encouraged to speak out? Mm-hmm. Are there, you know, like regular times mm-hmm. for one-on-ones with either employees mm-hmm. or like managers, mm-hmm. you know, is everybody respecting their opinions, right? Yeah. Um, you know, 
how are you valued in the space yeah. too? Like, how are you valued in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you bring to the table? What do others? Yeah. I, I think it, this kind of brings to mind this concept called like growth fostering relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's a concept that relational cultural therapy theory uses Mm -hmm. uh, to really help us understand the differences between when a relationship is good for you and when it's not, you Mm -hmm. know, growth fostering is growth fostering relationships are ones that are mutually beneficial. They're ones that allow us to uh, extend mutual empathy to each other and have compassion and meet each other where we are. Yeah. And I think that that's just kind of really what this is bringing up for me is, is my... Obviously think of... 80 million. A, a, a thousand, yeah. yeah. That are just really detrimental. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that um, there, there are so many, <laughs> there are so many places that really don't cultivate or foster environments that allow the majority of the people that are working there to feel valued, right? Uh, I think the way that working has, like this idea of working or having a career and occupation, that's shifted so much just within the last 100 years. Mm you know, with uh, uh, women being able to enter the workforce, women having to enter the workforce, women getting a a say in some of those things, Mm -hmm. Um, black folks coming into workforces that aren't, uh, you know, either like tenant farmers or things in the South, right? Like typically. Right, that that they didn't really have access to beforehand. Um, But... And even just labor laws, the way that those things have changed. But, you know, we still are operating in a, in a, like this framework that we should get a job that will provide for us and will be there for the next 30 years of our lives. But that's not the way that it works anymore, mm-hmm. right? There was a, there was a time when, you know, unions were really like coming around and uh, doing a lot of really great work and allowing the workers that were in these places to work safely and also not work themselves to death. Mm-hmm. But they they were valued to a certain extent where they they were paid well and they got and uh, they got a pension. Right. They they were able to like commit to something and it had benefits right it had something that was worth staying there even if maybe they didn't always like their coworkers, or if they didn't necessarily like the exact work that they were doing it in some way shape or form that work and the relationship they had with their work it was mutually beneficial Mm -hmm. right and i think that that changed over time because now we we can't do these jobs the same. Corporations are not offering those sorts of jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not offering those sorts of packages anymore. They are okay with hiring people on for cheaper labor and are okay with letting people go who maybe cost more, yeah. right? Uh, or for people that have been there longer. Right. Right, that are getting raises every year. Yes. They would rather pay somebody smaller mm-hmm. that is younger and mm-hmm. less experienced. Right. And that's an issue because these middle generations are lost and are in a gig economy, right? Yeah. That's kind of where we're at right now with jobs is, you know, working for yourself or like doing all of these small side jobs or side hustles just to make ends meet because back when these these jobs were available people were able to buy houses with them and they had benefits and they had like a, the ability to have children and afford a good life and they knew that they would be covered for retirement we're no longer there anymore mm-hmm. and so i think our relationship with work 
is so different now just depending on generation and our experience with it because we know that that doesn't really exist anymore but we're still told that it that it is yeah. you know right. uh so we're still told to go to school we're still told to do all these degree. things but it's not paying off the same way that it has in the past because yeah. the the integral pieces that needed to change have not sure and i think that really what you're getting at is like this uh minimum wage you know thing that we've been talking mm-hmm. collectively yeah about yeah in this you know like talking about in the pandemic mm-hmm. and like the gig workers mm-hmm. and things like that and like what is minimum wage right now mm-hmm. it, it, it in pennsylvania it's still 725 still 725 mm-hmm. and you know the you know, what it was like to just work at a restaurant mm-hmm. or work at mcdonald's mm-hmm. a long time ago mm-hmm. you could get a house you could do whatever yeah you, you can, can afford to live you afford your life yeah you know? and now people work a lot Mm-hmm. for a little and mm-hmm. then work a lot of jobs mm-hmm. for a little mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're talking about is like this relationship more with the money or the racial relationship with like what is the success now I, I think it's like the relationship with what it means to have a career yeah. the relationship with what it means to ha- to work and to have a job that has changed but the narrative is still very much what it has what it was in the 60s and 70s when it was actually doable and it's no longer that yeah you know it's a very like american experience yes like just pull yourself up yeah do the just get out there by your bootstraps yeah and and (laughs) and i think that it's because corporations which are a large portion of where people are able to find work are not valuing the people that they're hiring on yeah. because they're expendable, right? Profit is more important sure. than than the people that we're bringing on. And I think that that's the disconnect, right? Is when we're thinking about a good workplace or how to like how to have a a, a positive workplace environment uh, and what's the difference between something that's not like that yeah. is how people how employers value their employees Mm -hmm. and that's really what's missing that's the biggest piece so you know my thing is the biggest telltale sign of the the biggest red flag of your workplace is if you're not feeling valued then that's not a safe workplace for you if you don't feel like you can be heard that's not a safe workplace environment for you yeah if you don't feel like you're getting compensated fairly for the work that you do or are being asked more of you than what your job description is, mm-hmm. you're not working in a safe workplace environment. You're being overworked, underpaid, and you're expendable. Yeah. And that's not okay. And I think that that really comes down to a lot of like, this is still trying to set good boundaries mm-hmm. this is still mm-hmm. trying to work on like am i like am i being treated fairly mm-hmm. is this not reciprocal mm-hmm. it, it probably is hard to be mm-hmm. right it's like that payment but also being treated nice like that's your reciprocation yeah. like that's how that works am i getting like the bare minimum yeah or is this like a revolving mm-hmm. door like are yeah. people leaving yeah and then like just being rehired yeah and all this stuff like are these boundaries being respected mm-hmm. do people treat me with like if i say no to this mm-hmm. thing i'm not just like immediately being like mm-hmm. reprimanded or like yeah. being fired yeah or anything like that you know there is like give and take to this yeah. experience right just like any relationship it's yeah like uh i'm doing something for you mm-hmm. because i'm working here mm-hmm. i need the compensation yeah or, like to be treated well yeah or to have like insurance yeah or you know the means to like live yeah right it's like the part of that um part of that cycle yeah and and you know just like any relationship that we enter it's kind of like an invisible sort of contract right like when when you enter into a romantic relationship and you agree to be exclusive with each other 
that's a in, like an invisible contract that yeah. the both of you are agreeing to and these are the terms of what that looks like right, right? contract yeah. to say this is what both of us are agreeing to bring right. to the table for you yeah. right for each other and that it's not okay when you are then being asked more mm-hmm. from them and not given anything back in return. Yeah. I think the thing is, is we're missing this human aspect of within the workplace mm-hmm. in a lot of a lot of these places. And that kind of goes back to you know working remote. You know during yeah. the pandemic, like we we really are missing that human piece of it and caring about each other, just genuinely being yeah. being kind and understanding that other like people have things going on outside of their lives outside of work it's not just work yeah hey like you know illness yeah a caregiver right children children yeah family friends whatever even people that are like still in like some type of you know financial distress Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it's also like i work two jobs they Mm -hmm. don't schedule me at the same time yeah yeah i need to figure like i need to like have something going on here yeah and to communicate that is like the hardest part yeah and then to have somebody acknowledge that Mm -hmm. is worse yeah (laughs) yeah you know and to like have somebody be at least mindful Mm -hmm. of like your own of the people that they hired Mm -hmm. like their experience Mm -hmm. you know that's what creates a good manager yeah that's what creates like good uh workplace environments Mm -hmm. is like the capacity to know that this is not it Mm-hmm. Like, this is not just like yeah. why people get up in the morning. Right. It's like, oh, gotta go to work. This is the only thing I do. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. You have more to your life than just work. And I want to respect that. Yeah. I want to respect your time. I want to respect your energy and your effort. And I want to compensate you fairly for that. Right. I want to have uh, the ability to communicate with you directly about these things. And I want you to tell me if something's wrong because then we can fix it together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Those are, those are huge green flags yeah. in workplace environments. But if you're missing that human piece, if you feel like they're not, they don't care about you outside of what you can provide for them, then maybe that's not a good space for you to be in. Yeah. So, we talked about some of those mm-hmm. negatives, right? Mm-hmm. And how do we build some good ones, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, with every positive relationship, mm-hmm. we have to think about, like, everybody's needs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. People get into relationships because, like, mm-hmm. they want to be cared by somebody, mm-hmm. they want to care for somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Uh, your job is like that, your occupation is like that, mm-hmm. either you care for something mm-hmm. that excites you about the job, mm-hmm. and then that job is supposed to care for you back. Yeah. Right? It gives you some type of, like, insurance mm-hmm. or like good pay mm-hmm. or like vacations mm-hmm. or you know i don't know stocks <laughs> yeah I don't retirement know, like retirement like sure. something that's like going to benefit you yeah from benefiting the company yeah with your presence yeah with your like good like job things job things that's the thing yeah mm-hmm. got it it's important, though, for you to be able to know what your needs are from a workplace uh, outside of all of those things, right? right? What kind of leadership do you need? What kind of support do you need? What kind of feedback and communication do you need from those people? Because right. it, when you know that and you can share that with them, then they can better provide for you and yeah. they can teach you in the way that's best for you to learn and uh, communicate with you in the best way that you need, you know? Yeah, because... Every workplace is different, Mm -hmm. but not every workplace will be adaptive Mm -hmm. sometimes for you, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, your goal really is to, like, go in places Mm -hmm. and, like, feel it out. Like, what is the vibe? Like, am I going to flourish here or am I going to feel really sad and, like, really scared? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's also a way for you to, like, you know, like we've been talking about, just feel feel like we're able to connect and um, really just be able to like practice those sorts of skills because like we've seen with the pandemic, you know, like these are things that we need to have and we need to practice. And if we don't, they have detrimental effects for a lot of reasons. 
Yeah, and I think that we have to cover a lot about like how do you interact with people? Mm-hmm. You know, like people are hard in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Do you like being a team? Mm-hmm. Are you self-motivated? Mm. Are you individualistic? Mm-hmm. Right? Is the job suited for you and your needs? Yeah. Or are you gonna try and like be the circle in the in the square? Yeah. You know, like it's not like not everything has to like just force its way in. Yeah. You know. Do you like collaboration? Do you feel like you like working with people? Do you mm-hmm. talk to people mm-hmm. regularly? Mm-hmm. Is do it you, something that excites you? Yeah. Do you need to work by yourself? Yeah. Do you do you work better when you work from home? Right. Do you work better when you're in the office? Mm-hmm. Are you like do you need a lot of time to recharge? Are you feeling really anxious when you have to go into the office yeah. to to do those meetings, right? If you're in a job where you have to give presentations to people but you hate public speaking, that might not be a really great fit for you. <laughs> I know what you're saying, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Like, you know, there's always like an aspect of like, how far can I stretch mm-hmm. for this? Mm-hmm. And am I at the breaking point? Right. right? Or can I be at rest? Mm-hmm. Okay. I always think about this aspect of like what, like rubber bands. Mm-hmm. And we are like, Rubber bands, mm-hmm. pretty much. It's very much like, if I can go to a social social situation that I feel a little anxious about, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like stretch a little bit mm-hmm. because I'm a little bit more introverted, mm-hmm. but I like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And then I go home and I don't talk to anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I get recharged, and the rubber band goes back to rest. Yeah. So you like have to really think about like what is your expectations of this job and yeah. what are the expectations of you? Yeah. Do they match? Yeah. And if not, that doesn't mean that it's a bad workplace environment, but maybe that specific job title that you have, that's not for you. It's just not good for you. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's just as important for you to be able to engage yeah. and create workplace environments. Yeah. Because if you're hating the job that you're doing, it's going to be difficult for you to really want to be there or want to connect right. with the people while you're there. You're probably also doing a really bad job. Mm-hmm. You know, like people that don't like their jobs don't do them mm-hmm. that well. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just don't like them. Yeah. What's the motivation that keeps you there? Yeah. You know? Is it, I mean, a lot of it is like money. Mm-hmm. The other part is like those relationships, mm-hmm. right? People don't quit because they have relationships with the people that they yeah. have the job with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of a lot of trauma bonding happens within the workplace for sure. Um, I think another piece here to be able to, I guess, build a a good relationship within work the workplace or like within like your leadership whatever, um, is just really knowing like where you're at when you're yeah. coming in every day. You know, you knowing yourself being able to have self-awareness and having or building your own emotional intelligence to be able to advocate for yourself or set boundaries is really, really important. Just like every, every episode that we've talked about Uh this far is just like being in tune with yourself, listening to yourself and like realizing that like maybe today is just Mm -hmm. not the day. Yeah. You know, like I'm just going to go work and I'm going to figure it out. And then tomorrow I'm going to be rested and, like, I'm going to go. And yeah. I'm going to do, like, all the stuff that I want to do. Yeah. Not every day is, like, your day to be on. Mm-hmm. So just recognize yeah. that yourself. And it's that, all good. That's okay. But if you have a good workplace environment, hopefully that would be one that would allow you to... Say something. Say <laughs> that you're coming in with a lot of these things and it's going to impact your day today. Yeah. And then people are going to be like, okay, I got it. Yeah. I'm going to pick up some I'm, stuff for you. I'm going to support you today. Uh, I think that's what makes our our workplace Here. relationship so beautiful yeah. and so supportive because we're able to share those things with each other. We're able to share those things with the, the rest of our team and say like, hey, man, like I'm really struggling today. And I know that if I were to say that to Nick, he'd say, okay, I got your back. You know, I, I got you today. We're, be, I'll, I'll pick you up. We'd be picking mm-hmm. more things up. Mm-hmm. And like, we do really great at like situations that like the other person doesn't, doesn't want to be. In, yeah. You know? Yeah. And like being able to co-regulate each other, yeah. which is, which is really important in the work that we do. And that might yeah. not necessarily look the same 
in an office workplace, right. but it, having somebody that is consistent, that is a support for you, that you know that you can rely on, makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. The other part of this is try and schedule some of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, outside. Yeah, get to know your coworkers. Yeah, like, if you drink, go out for a little drink. Yeah, go yeah. F- get some coffee. Yeah, or if you, you know, don't do those things, mm-hmm. uh, go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Or like, just, you know, people call it, like, team building. Sure. But, like, just take that out of that a little bit every, every once in a while, you know? Sure, yeah. Like, BTO, uh-huh. we schedule, like, something, like, every month uh-huh. that is, like, called team building, for sure. Professional development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but it is really just, like, a mm-hmm. place to, like, be, like, feel connected mm-hmm. to the workplace. Yeah. And just actually kind of get to know people. Yeah. And, you know, the good thing and the bad thing about our workplace is that, like, we have a very fast, like, mm-hmm. interns, like, come in and, like, mm-hmm. then they leave. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad. It is sad because we build, the, yeah. Yeah, we build those beautiful relationships build with them. Cool things, but you also, like, get to know a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's cool to, like, see different. Yeah sides of life, mm-hmm. see what other people are working on, like mm-hmm. what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So we get to be part of so many people's journeys and yeah. helping them challenge themselves and grow and uh that's really a an awesome experience to have I think from the leadership standpoint. Yeah. Working in this space is being that support for people and and stepping into that role and not only do we do that for each other but you know we do that for others and we want to make sure that that's modeled for everybody around us so that they're able to to take that and know how to find good leadership in their workplaces as they're leaving right so that's a really big part of our model here too is helping them to figure out what do i need from a workplace and uh, really challenging them here to to get the most of it as as they can yeah i think like our other episodes, mm-hmm. right? We're all talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. This is <laughs> number six. Uh-huh. Right? Number six. Um, manage the boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are good. Mm-hmm. I, I love that we're saying this like almost every episode. Yep. It's like, I think that people think about boundaries as like, like a negative experience, you know? Sure. It's like to set something down or it's like to separate. Yeah. And that's, Somewhat true, mm-hmm. yes, is to have some type of separation, mm-hmm. but it is supposed to be for like healthy mm-hmm. benefits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you can be in each other's lives, mm-hmm. right? You can have good relationships with mm-hmm. a lot of people in the workplace, yeah. You don't need to like be in their life, mm-hmm. and the, not all their stuff is yours, right? And not all of your stuff is theirs, right? Yeah, I think you know, because we spend so much time with our co-workers there's so many opportunities for different kinds of relationships to pop up from those things and it's definitely important to manage the boundaries of what you need your relationship to look like depending on the space that you're in especially with leadership positions and overstepping that professionalism mm-hmm. um, when it comes to having relationships with people who are working for you yeah. or are learning from you, right. right? They're, you know, being in a leadership position as uncomfortable as I know that it can be sometimes yeah. for, for some of us, right? It, you do have a sense of an authority within the space and because of that, that there's a sense of power that comes with that, and we have to be really mindful of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so the boundaries of that, I think, are, you know, we are, we're, always, we're people, right? So we always live in the gray as much as we try to separate it into black and white. But yeah. um, it's just important to be really mindful of what makes you comfortable and what doesn't make you comfortable and sticking to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about whenever you are having a bad day, mm. right? Or, you know, some people are a little bit more positive mm-hmm. in different arenas, right? Mm-hmm. In different aspects of mm-hmm. their journey, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that 
a lot of trouble mm -hmm. comes from places of like people are very positive mm. <laughs> or people are very negative sure right it's just like trying to be you know kind of a neutral aspect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the space mm -hmm. just being like excited about stuff mm -hmm. being positive about things mm -hmm. not being too negative or mm -hmm. like extra positive about stuff mm -hmm. you know there's like that toxic positivity mm, that yeah. can like be yeah somewhat detrimental to any relationship sure it's just kind of like yeah. sure and I, I think that that really depends on what the culture is of the space that you're working in yes. uh i think a lot of companies yeah. or corporations tend to use toxic positivity a lot yes as a way for morale or something, right? Uh, to boost morale or to... Um, it's like a selling yeah. tactic. Um, I don't know. It's like to be like closing yeah. something all the time. Yeah. Like making sure that like, you know, like, oh, yep, smile. Mm -hmm. You got to smile. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like I'm talking from like this experience that I've had with like clients mm -hmm. that have like been in like major mm -hmm. companies in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. that have been like, uh, considered like a culture killer mm. because they're having a tough day. Yeah. Right. And they're just like a little sad. Yeah. Or like anxious. Yeah. And then like they're automatically like branded as yeah. somebody that's just like negative mm -hmm. or like awful. Mm -hmm. And that's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's um, that's asking like too much. That's that's being your expectations are exceeding mm -hmm. the experience yeah. of being a person yeah yeah and i think that that's like that shows what we need from like a positive workplace environment mm -hmm. and it's that like we can handle both yeah you know it's all good yeah like you can have a bad day yeah it's fine mm -hmm. like you're not gonna like make people mm -hmm. around you sad mm -hmm. because yeah. they're sad yeah you know you're like, not you're not changing the mission of what we're doing you're you're having a, a bad day because you're a person and yeah that happens yeah that's okay but i think that that's that's a really important piece to include because we haven't talked about toxic positivity yeah. and it can be very uh uh permeated it's <laughs> always something that i think that people maybe don't like acknowledge mm. is like a thing if mm -hmm. you meet somebody that's like mm -hmm. very like oh yeah mm -hmm. everything is so awesome mm -hmm. everything's so cool mm -hmm. and then like it's like okay but what about this nah <laughs> yeah i don't think about yeah you know so think about what you're bringing mm -hmm. think about what the workplace expects from you yeah and if that's a part of the culture mm -hmm. maybe it's not it yeah it's okay if you if you're not benefiting from the work that you're doing and if you know the space that you're in is not valuing you then maybe it's time to reevaluate right or, or if you feel like pressure yeah if you feel pressure to like just have like a smile every day. Mm -hmm. give yeah. Me, give me a break. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's seven a.m. You deserve I'm, to I'm, be a person. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to wake up. Yeah, just give me like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I need like three cups of coffee. I'll be there. It's all good. I get that. I get that. Yeah, we're not morning people here. No. At the BTO uh, lunchtime. No, lunch lunchtime chats <laughs> at BTO. Chats. We are. It's at lunchtime. Lunchtime. <laughs> lunchtime. That is the point of yep. the podcast. Yep. Um, but. Thanks so much for listening yeah. to this episode, guys. Um, I hope that this was helpful. I hope this is something that, you know, you can take away and kind of help to evaluate what you've got going on in your world. Uh, in your workplace. Yeah. Maybe even in your, uh, you know, your classroom. Mm -hmm. Even in college. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Those, those classrooms are important to your development. Yeah. So just, you know, be mindful. Yeah. Check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you having fun? Yep. Or do you feel scared? Mm-hmm. Make a make a connection if you can. Yeah. Try to feel supported. Tons of people. Allow people to support you. Especially if you're in a cohort. Mm -hmm. If you're in a cohort in in college, or if you have like a group of friends. Mm -hmm. If you have a group of friends, mm -hmm. bounce some ideas. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. They're gonna hear you. Okay. Yeah. And nothing is permanent. If you don't like where you're at, you can always change it. But you're in charge of that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.